Welcome. This is Seeking Sustainable Travel in Japan. I'm JJ Walsh, your host here in Hiroshima. And today we're talking about sustainable travel in Miyajima. Miyajima is a famous island here in my hometown of Hiroshima. And it's a good memory for me for being on HAPS because it was one of the first places that I did a live on location video. But you can see the beautiful views of the surrounding islands from the top, from the top of Mount Misen on Miyajima Island. It's a bit shaky. Hopefully, I've gotten better since then. But it gives you an idea where Miyajima is. So, from Hiroshima City, you can go there by rail pass on the JR line and then a short walk over to the ferry terminals. And it's just a 10 minute ferry over to Miyajima Island. You can see from the top here of Mount Misen that once you're at the top, you can see all the surrounding islands and nature on the mountain. Now it took me about two hours to walk up to the top. When I first visited Miyajima many years ago, there were monkeys on the top of the mountain, but there's no more monkeys anymore. And it's a bit of mystery what happened to them. Oh, hi, thanks for joining. Been there two years ago. Very nice place, yes. And minus the crowds, good point. That's one of the things I wanna talk about. Like I talked about last week in Kamakura, like I would talk about in the future when I talk about Kyoto, these are very popular sites to go and visit for domestic tourists and international tourists. So one of the things that I'll be talking about today is how to avoid the crowds. And I think it's very possible on Miyajima Island to do that. Um, so I'll give you some hints about that. So just to give you an overview, you can take the local streetcar from Hiroshima City or you can take the JR train and then it's a short walk over to the ferry terminal and it takes you about 10 minutes by ferry to get to the island. And the ferry ride is nice. Uh, you pass by oyster farms floating along the way. You can usually see the giant Tori gate. Unfortunately, it's under scaffolding right now. And it's one of the major sites on the island. So people always ask, is the Tori gate finished um, under repairs? But not yet. And it looks like it's going to be a bit longer. So if you're thinking about coming to Miyajima, just be aware that that's what it looks like right now. The giant red Tori gate, which is in all the tourism brochures, is under scaffolding right now. I've heard estimates between three and five years from now uh, that it's going to take to remodel and refurbish this impressive giant red Tori gate made of natural wood and finding wood pieces which are big enough to fill the model of what they want to build is part of the big challenge and the reason it's taking so long. Eureka! 
Yeah, I met you there um, to do a cleanup on the beach on Miyajima. You love Miyajima. Thanks for joining. Like I mentioned earlier, as you're coming over by ferry, you'll see a lot of the floating oyster beds. But unfortunately, the oyster industry is using a lot of plastic and styrofoam, which you will find on beaches all over Hiroshima, including the beaches around this sacred island of Miyajima. I'll talk a bit more about that later, but that's definitely one of the issues we hope will change in the next few years. Yeah, okay, so uh, just to give you another bit of overview and to lead you towards other information that you might be interested in finding out about, introduce a collaborative video that I did um, with my friends Kama and Blowy. And I really appreciate them getting me to the island um, with my better camera because I usually go with a good camera and then upload photos. But if I do live uh, video, usually the quality is not very good, but they had me uh, go with my GoPro. And then I did a collaborative uh, video with them, which they then edited together later. And I did some extra video as I toured around at the end and I was able to show a Daishoin temple, which is a very special temple on the island. And uh, they have a, usually a lot of festivals there. It's been visited by the Dalai Lama. Uh, it's a Shugendo Buddhist temple, if anybody uh, is up on your Buddhist heritage and history. Whenever I go to the island, I usually head for Daishoin, try to get to the island as early as possible and head to this beautiful temple. And sometimes I go on the hiking path, which you can take to get to the top of the mountain, Mount Misen, and just sit parallel to this temple and you can hear the bells of the the temple being rung, you can hear the meditation chants of the monks in the early morning. And it's a really magical place. And that's one thing I want to emphasize. When you go to Miyajima, please do not rush. Go there when you have lots of time. Uh, here, these are the prayer wheels, which you can rotate as you go up the stairs and send prayers to heaven. Isn't that lovely? Um, I also, I found really good information on a website, Setochi Lovers, and they were talking about the statues, the 500 statues that I'm about to see right now. And these are uh, all Buddhist, Buddha disciples, they describe it, 500 Rakan statues. 500 Buddhist disciples uh, who, I guess, were connected in some way to Daishoin Temple, and they have their images carved into statues here, and it's a really lovely area to walk around. Daishoin grounds are 
really long. There's a lot to do there. So these are the 500 uh, statues right near the gate. And then as you walk up the stairs, uh, there's the main temple facility. Uh, usually, if it's not COVID time, you can also book a beautiful shojin yori vegan plant-based meal, Japanese food meal, um, at Daishoin Temple. Um, in the main temple, if you go inside, there's some artifacts and things to, to see, um, which shows the heritage and history of the area. But also, if you go under the temple, there's a special pitch black tunnel that takes you around like a meditation tunnel, which is really fun. Uh, here I'm showing the special Emma boards that they have there. You write your message, your wish, and your name and where you come from. And then you can hang the Emma boards. Uh, this is all um, on the video collaboration that I did with Kama and Blowy. So I'll put the link below. If you're on HAPS, you can see the link earlier on. Um, they did a great job editing this video and putting it all together at the end of our conversation. Um, so here I'm still at Daishoin Temple at the very top, uh, walking around near where um, the lanterns are. Now Daishoin usually also has a very interesting candle festival. Uh, which is a way to pray for world peace. There's a bunch of different activities and festivals that usually happen when it's not coronavirus time. So that was where you hang your wishing board, the Emma board. And here in the video, I'm saying, I don't think there was anything like this in America as I was growing up anywhere to go and write my wishes or to... Um, you know, join a community of wishes in any way. And I really like this idea and this part of Japanese culture. A festival event that they used to have um, called the Candle Festival. So they used to line candles all around the temple and pray for world peace. It's such a, a lovely idea, especially in Hiroshima. And it reminds me that if you are interested in Miyajima, as I hope you are, um, that it's a wonderful place to really spend time, to plan to spend an entire day here, because there is more than enough to explore and see. And if you have a chance to stay on Miyajima Island, it's wonderfully peaceful and relaxing. There's many beautiful places to choose to stay. But remember uh, to bring your own food or book your food at the hotel because there really isn't any restaurants or shops open at night usually. But once you see sunset right in front of the floating Itsukushima Shrine and you have that beautiful experience of traditional uh, temples and shrines next to nature in this beautiful sacred island, I think it's worth being inconvenienced by not as many shops and restaurants open. So once the evening fairies go, the whole island becomes very quiet 
And there are ferries still later in the evening. So if you are staying in Hiroshima City, it's still possible to be there in the evening and wander around while it's quiet and then head back to your hotel in Hiroshima City as well. Um, here's another uh, festival, which they, of course they don't have now during coronavirus time. This is at Daiganji Temple, which is down the hill from Daishoin Temple, which I just introduced. And uh, they have fire walking uh, ritual, which they have here in November, usually. Yeah, you took the ferry to the mainland to buy dinner. Yeah, a lot of people do. So just uh, if you are staying, uh, you can go back into the city uh, to eat some food, but it's probably better to eat before you go if you're staying overnight and there's nothing you like, or uh, there are some places open, you just need to do your research. There's a lot of festivals throughout the year um, which are held on the island um, usually, but of course during coronavirus time, um, everything is on hold. And it's not a bad time to be repairing the giant Tory gate because of course there is no inbound tourism and it needs to be repaired. Uh, usually it's a beautiful big wooden red Tory gate, which is so impressive. So once it is finished and uh, they've redone it with new wood, Hopefully you can come and visit and enjoy that. But even if you can't see the giant Tory gate, there is still so much to see and explore. So here again are the 500 Rakan statues, the Buddhist disciples um, made into statue form at Daishoin Temple, which I mentioned before. And then here is the most famous Itsukushima floating shrine. So the giant red Tori gate is right in front of this shrine, um, protecting and blessing people as they come into this very holy island. And if you come to Itsukushima Shrine, this shrine here, uh, during high tide, it looks as if the shrine is floating because the water is underneath. So that's why it's often called it's Kushima floating shrine. So you can go into the shrine and uh, see the statues and the beautiful architecture, Japanese carpentry of the building. Uh, the you can see the is it Shisa statue here, the dragons on either side looking out usually to the giant Tori gate, but not right now. And when I went, I've, I usually try to go, I would love to go once a month. And I often think because it's so near where I live, why don't I go more often? <laughs> um, but it still takes me an hour to drive there or an hour by train from Hiroshima City. And then I want to spend the whole day there. So it, it takes a commitment and I want to get there with lots of time so I can avoid the crowds too. But I usually do manage to go at least once a season. And I went, I, 
I hope I went more recently, but the last time I took a lot of pictures was in January. And I think because it was the first time I had been to Itsukushima Shrine in winter. And it was really special because、um, it was covered in a light blanket of snow, which I'd never seen before. And I'd never noticed. All of the sake barrels. So on the bottom right here are barrels of sake, and they're at Itsukushima Shrine to be blessed. And the top right, you see, I think this is shoyu and、uh, shoyu to be blessed. And then inside as well, there was okonomiyaki sauce. So okonomiyaki is the layered. Vegetable and noodles, and usually meat pancake,、um, which is famous for Hiroshima. And they had the local okonomiyaki sauce makers' barrels also to be blessed here. And so it was really interesting to see how the religious aspect, the traditional aspect of local businesses, is also connected. To this very special island. So, of course,、uh, all the festivals and all the rituals that are held here because it's a sacred island is really important. The tourism is always important. A lot of people come to this floating Itsukushima shrine to get married or to take their wedding photos. So, as you're walking around the island, you can also see people in beautiful wedding kimono. Or、uh, even visitors just dress up in beautiful kimono and wander around the island. So, even though it's busy, if you get there early, if you stay there late, you can experience the island as it once was, but even better. You can escape the crowds. So, please don't put off by the fact that it's one of the most famous places to visit in Japan. You can go and have a wonderful visit and avoid the crowds. <laughs> It is possible. So, this is the main altar area, and you can see the wooden slats in front. So, if you do pay to go inside Itsukushima Shrine,、um, you can wander around, take lots of beautiful photos of the, the shrine buildings and the landscape around.、Um, This is the main shrine altar area, and you see the wooden slats. So, this is where people throw some coins as an offering, clap their hands, and bow. I think there was an explanation there.、Um, but there's so many beautiful lanterns, the colors, the red colors, all the, the beautiful wood. There's so many wonderful things to enjoy looking at here. Now, next to Itsukushima Shrine is up on the hill in the same area is the Thousand Mat Pavilion, which is a wonderful place to go. And it's open air, and you can enjoy beautiful views of the mountainside, but also beautiful views of the ocean side. So it's up just a small hill. Uh, just、uh, one or two flights of stairs. It's not far. And it's a wonderful place to relax. In summer, it's nice and cool. And especially in autumn, 
they have a beautiful um, ginkgo tree, the yellow ginkgo tree um, right next to it. So you have these stunning autumn colors. Um, but in summer, it's beautiful to be up there in spring, beautiful as well. Right next to this, oh, before I leave this thousand knot pavilion, I want to give a shout out uh, to one of the guests in my show who runs 240 Design. And he was talking about when he takes his students to this pavilion, he always has them look at the wood and how the wood was repaired very carefully. And inside the repairs, uh, you can often see different shapes. And they were looking for the shape of the hyotan. It's like a rice paddle shape, which is very important for Miyajima Island, one of the themes of the island. So here, you can see on my scarf, this is the rice paddle or hyotan shape. And he introduced on his uh, social media that if you go to this Thousand Map Pavilion, you can often see where they repaired the ancient wood in this beautiful pavilion with this Yotan shape. So it's kind of a hidden secret Easter egg for you to discover when you go to this pavilion, which is kind of fun. Now, right next to the pavilion, is this five-story pagoda and you can see this picture was taken in spring so looking up at the pagoda with the beautiful cherry blossoms below uh, in autumn you can see the beautiful autumn colors around it right next to this pagoda on the other side there is a small uh, tea tea house and i love sitting in their outdoor tables and eating zenzai. Zenzai is a sweet red azuki bean soup, kind of a warm soup, and it has pounded rice inside, mochi, and I love going there and eating their zenzai. They also have noodles and other dishes as well. Really nice local people running it. So that's right next to this five-story pagoda. Now, there's so many famous places to go and explore uh, when you're on Miyajima Island. So I've introduced some of the main sites that you'll see uh, when you go up to Mount Misen as well. You'll see um, a beautiful temple up there. And make sure whenever you visit any traditional structure on Miyajima Island or anywhere that you look up at the ceiling and appreciate all the beautiful traditional Japanese carpentry at work, how they've used the beautiful joinery. So joining and fitting together the pieces of wood without the need of nails. I talked to, in the talk show series, Seeking Sustainability Live, I had the chance to talk to Asby Brown and John Stolenmeyer both about traditional Japanese carpentry methods and the use of wood at traditional temples. Um, Asby Brown talks about the temple carpenter uh, head, head carpenter, uh, taught him about choosing wood from the forest. 
And when you choose the tree that you're going to use for your temple, you do a ceremony and you pray to the tree and you promise to use it for a very long time. So if it's a thousand year old tree, you promise that you will use it in your temple for another thousand years. So there is a lot of beautiful Japanese traditions which are coinciding with what we want for sustainability there. And using these traditional carpentry methods are still in practice but becoming less popular than modern methods. So preserving this traditional carpentry is another aspect of sustainability because we don't want this, this knowledge, this beautiful artistry and craftsmanship to die out. So we want to appreciate and respect this hard work and hope that when they need to rebuild these buildings, that they do continue to use these beautiful traditional methods which are so important in Japanese culture and should not be lost. All right, so there's a little bit about uh, carpentry, which I love talking about and very popular in the series. Uh, let me introduce uh, the official website run by Miyajima Tourism Association. It has a lot of good information. It tells you the main sites, like we talked about. It's Gushima Shrine, um, the giant Tori Gate, which unfortunately you can't see right now, and the uh, other shrines and temples. So I talked about the five-story pagoda. I talked about Senjokaku, which is the thousand knot pavilion and there's many other shrines on the island. Daiganji here is where they have the fire walking festival. Uh, very easy to get to Daiganji. It's right next to its Kushima shrine as well. And Daishoin Temple, which I, I talked about before, but there's so many other uh, shrines and temples to explore and enjoy as you walk around the island. Uh, of course, uh, as you reach the island from the ferry terminal, uh, once you walk into the main areas, there is a main shopping street, uh, which if you're there between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., I would avoid because whether it's a weekday or a weekend, but especially if it's a weekend or holiday, or if it's during cherry blossom season or in autumn when all the autumn colors are there, you will want to avoid um, going down that main shopping street because it is just heaving, um, so crowded. But if it's not too crowded, there's a lot of interesting shops there. There's souvenir shops, there's eateries, uh, places to eat and drink. Um, but a good thing about Miyajima, very similar to Kamakura, like I talked about last week, if you walk one street away on either side of the main shopping street, there are interesting, beautiful things to see. So in Miyajima, the main shopping street is you walk one parallel street in front and you'll be along the waterway. And there is beautiful things to see. Um, there's some shops there. 
Uh, you can see the sea and usually the giant Tory gate, but under scaffolding right now. Um, that's where we do beach cleanups. And because the island is very famous for oysters, sick, and a lot of the plastic comes off the floating oyster beds and comes onto the beaches all around Hiroshima. But especially Miyajima Island, you'll notice a lot of the plastic tubes, um, which is used in the oyster industry. So if you do buy oysters and you do have a chance to chat with the staff, make sure you ask them if they are using wood or bamboo instead of plastic or thinking about it. Just plant that seed in their mind and hopefully in the future, we can have more oysters grown using more sustainable methods instead of the plastics, which last for thousands of years. We don't even know how long yet, but in the olden days, the oysters used to be grown using wood and bamboo and rope instead of plastic and styrofoam, so much more sustainable. So if we just keep asking for those sustainable methods, that would be great for all of us for the future. Um, now, I don't want to discourage you from buying oysters. If you like oysters, they're very good and it really supports the local economy. Oyster growing in the Miyajima area is perfect because you have the spring waters of the Seto Naikai in front mixed with the seawater. And apparently that is the perfect situation for oysters. And uh, oysters actually cleans the water quality. So there's a lot of really good, very sustainable features of oysters. So I don't want to discourage you from eating oysters. I just want you to ask for more sustainable methods if possible, right? <laughs> All right, uh, let's look at Setochi Lovers because I, I really like their, their website and they highlight um, some things about Miyajima Island, which most places don't. They are introducing Daishoin Temple which I talked about earlier and always worth talking about more. So let me show you what they introduce on Setochi Lovers. It's a great website. They're doing a good job. So they talk about the 88 Buddhist icons and all those cute knitted hats of the statues. This is the main temple structure where if you go under this Daishoin temple, uh, you can see the pitch black meditation hall, which is really exciting to go and walk through. Now, one of the things I wanted to uh, introduce from this Setochi Lovers website and look at the views from Daishoin temple. So you're up higher on the island so you can see beautiful views. If you want to go up to Misen, the views are even better. Now one of the things Setochi Lovers does really well is they introduce places where you can eat uh, vegetarian or vegan foods, which in uh, Japan is still hard to find, in Hiroshima still hard to find. Um, so it's really nice that they have a great resource here showing the places that you can eat um, vegetarian or vegan food. 
One of the places they uh, recommend, uh, they do say, make sure you ask for no bonito, which is a usual part of the seasoning for all the soups and sauces is bonito flakes. So if you are vegetarian or vegan, uh, make sure that you are asking for uh, no katsuobushi, no bonito flake in the dashi or the soup stock. So they introduce a few places where you can eat okonomiyaki and ask for them to use um, oil, vegetable oil, instead of the lard that they usually use. And they have some great videos. Okonomiyaki, like we mentioned before, is the famous dish of the Hiroshima area. So it's nice to see them introducing a vegetarian version here. Good, right? Are you getting hungry? <laughs> now, Cafe Lente is right next to Itsukushima Floating Shrine. It's a really nice coffee shop, and you can get coffee, tea, or drinks there and have this great view of the Itsukushima Shrine area. And it's a bit further away from the main shopping area, so a bit less busy. And they also have a uh, a vegan dish here, one of the only places you can find anything vegan. It's a risotto. So they do this cold noodle spicy sauce dip, but they also do a soy milk risotto. So it's a, a vegan dish. And unfortunately, a lot of places aren't open right now because we have a state of emergency in uh, Hiroshima area, but hopefully in the future, uh, they will reopen and uh, many festivals will also be able to uh, be held again. Let me introduce Get Hiroshima. I feel like I need to because <laughs> I co-founded Get Hiroshima in 1999 and my husband and I um, often put up information about events or news for the Hiroshima area. And I did this article years ago about magical Miyajima in autumn because I love visiting in autumn when the colors are just bursting. And like I said before, make sure you spend a lot of time if you can be there during sunset it's a great time to see Miyajima when it's quieter. Uh, here's the deer right off the ferry port. You can see lots of deer, wild deer. Here's the five-story pagoda and the classic town with all the beautiful wood and traditional design. Here's Momiji Manju. So the island is famous for these maple leaf shape cakes. And they are made on the island as well. Uh, so you can see lots of small factories where they are making the cakes. And uh, if you don't have the chance to go to Miyajima Island, you can also see the factory in Hiroshima Station. They have a mini factory there using the traditional machines. So this employs a lot of people. A lot of people, local people live on the island. Uh, working in tourism, but also working in other things. Like there is a school there as well. There is a wood 
Miyajima wood industry. Um, the island is sacred, so they take care of the forest really well. Um, there's a lot of maintenance that needs to be done. So one of the interesting things about Miyajima is that they are planning to add a tourist tax. So whether you, I don't know, nobody really likes the idea of tax, right? But when you are one of the most famous destinations in all of Japan and maybe all of the world, um, you have to think about how you are going to get income to provide for the needs of the local area, the needs of the local people. So on Miyajima Island, there are about 1,500 people who live there full time. And because it is a sacred island, uh, you're not allowed to die there. So there is no hospital. That's an interesting tidbit. A lot of people don't know. Um, so it's not the most convenient island to live on full time. A lot of locals have to come to and from um, by ferry every day. Um, so they rely on the ferries. So one of the things that they're going to use the tax money from the ferry, I think it's going to be added to the ferry. They haven't decided yet, but an extra $1 tax per visitor um, will be added is sometime this year or next year is the plan. And the money from the tax will be used to improve the ferry system, to preserve the local environment, and to create a better waste disposal infrastructure. So if they are very clear about where the tax money is used, and the local people know that it's being used for their benefit, the local people will be more welcoming and accepting of tourism. But if there is no clear benefit to locals from tourism, then there is a resentment. And this is something um, I've talked about, about Kamakura, about Kyoto, about any popular tourist destination. I grew up in Hawaii and I saw this firsthand, how a lot of local people can feel very resentful of tourism because tourists come and take the best of their local destination and they feel they don't have any benefit. So if policymakers can create a system which creates a way for tourism to benefit them as locals, that is sustainable tourism right? All right. I don't want to lecture you guys, but I think it's really interesting, right? The use of a small tourist tax to benefit the local economy, to benefit local people, and to create a way to pay for the needs of locals. Um, now, Miyajima is not the only place to have a tourist tax. Okinawa has also added a tax to ferry rides. And uh, the Japanese government is thinking about a sayonara tax. So an extra $9, probably 1,000 yen added to any tourist leaving Japan. And that money is tagged to support the local tourism infrastructure. Now, I think that's too vague. 
I hope if this tax is created, that they're very clear about how the tax is used to preserve the local environment, maybe plant more trees, maybe change to renewable energy, or support locals with some other need that they have. For example, on Miyajima, they're doing waste management. So there is a way, as long as you're transparent about it, where the tourists would be willing to pay it because they see there's a need that they're helping support and uh, the locals would be happier to gain some benefit. Uh, if you know about Bhutan, Bhutan charges $200 a day to tourists visiting their sacred, important destination. Uh, Amsterdam is adding an extra $3 a night to any hotel stays for tourists. So this is an idea that's used in other places around the world. And I think it's a really interesting way to create more balance between people, planet, and profits for tourist destinations to be more sustainable and help local people. So for people who are hiking up to Mount Nisen, you will likely go through this Momiji Dani Park and there is so many beautiful trees to enjoy. There's waterfalls and uh, streams that go through so you have the gorgeous sounds of nature. Um, some people who do hike up on the less used trails um, warn that you should watch out for snakes. There are sometimes snakes but as the trails are often used, usually the snakes are more afraid of us than we are of them. So you shouldn't worry too much about that. And beautiful any time of year. I think whether you're there in the height of spring when you can see the cherry blossoms or in summer when you can see the deep green colors of the forest and the, the plants or autumn, the bursting red, orange, gold, yellow colors, as well as green, or winter, when sometimes there are deep blue skies and sometimes even a dusting of snow. So no matter when you go to Miyajima, it's always magical. So there's so many beautiful areas to go and hike and walk and just take in the atmosphere. And remember, if you're on a street and it's very busy and crowded, if you just head over to a side street, you can usually get away from the crowds and enjoy your views there. Google Map is, of course, what most people search before they go and travel anywhere. And you can see here, this is the layout of the main Miyajima area where the ferry comes in and all these spots are great places to have a coffee and I would suggest uh, seeking out Sarasvati. It is a small locally run coffee shop and he has a slow drip coffee which is so delicious and so worth seeking out and he is reusing an old building and uh, so remodeled and restored an old building you can get great coffees there sandwiches uh, the last time we went 
uh, he made a vegan uh, hummus, which we had really delicious and salad. And he made me a toasted sandwich uh, just with salad inside because I was asking if he could make anything vegan. So very accommodating. Uh, you can see how they're reusing the old traditional building here. So it's a really lovely place and uh, more sustainable when you reuse the existing building than knocking it down and rebuilding something brand new. Now, that's another wonderful thing about Miyajima being protected uh, as a UNESCO World Heritage Site is that there are restrictions in how the buildings can be rebuilt and restrictions on new buildings. So the whole area has a more classic preserved atmosphere. So it's you know, the traditional culture uh, is better protected in that way. The traditions and heritage is preserved. And that's thanks to uh, UNESCO World Heritage Rules. So in Hiroshima, there are two places which have UNESCO World Heritage status. The Atomic Bomb Dome in Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park in the city and Itsukushima Shrine on Miyajima Island. So because they have UNESCO World Heritage status, there are certain rules and regulations and compliance advice. I don't know how strong it is from UNESCO, but uh, sometimes they say if you don't follow our advice to preserve the traditions and culture, we're going to take away the UNESCO World Heritage status, which is a very important point of appeal and asset for a lot of destinations and countries. They really want that UNESCO World Heritage status, which brings a lot of people who want to see all the top uh, most important historical or cultural sites around the world, right? Um, so because of that status and because of United Nations making regulations which protect the culture and traditions, that has been a great way for Miyajima, the whole island, to be preserved. And so you will often see um, other areas which don't have UNESCO World Heritage status. Um, they have big buildings right next to the traditional shrines, um, but not Miyajima because of that regulation and that preservation of the traditional aesthetic, not just those buildings, but what is built around them. So thank you, UNESCO. Thank you, United Nations, for helping create those regulations and helping to enforce or promote preservation of what we should be preserving and valuing anyway. I was preparing for this talk and I was looking for images to show and I looked at my Miyajima Flickr and it made me laugh because there are over 2,000 images <laughs> 
I love Miyajima and I've lived in Hiroshima a long time. So I have so many beautiful pictures of Miyajima on my Flickr account. And、um, yeah, so I couldn't choose. There's too many wonderful photos to choose. If you search Miyajima on Google, you will find so many wonderful websites, so many wonderful points of information.、Um, but I hope I've been able to introduce a little bit about what is worth seeing on Miyajima. So remember, it is a very important, very sacred place.、Um, make sure you take your time because there's a lot to see. It's very walkable. In fact, you can spend the whole day walking around, enjoying all the beautiful sights and sounds of nature in combination with beautiful tradition and culture, beautiful、uh, small shops, as well as、uh, there is a Starbucks along the main street. If you do、uh, feel you need a Starbucks coffee, there is that as well. Uh, next to Starbucks Coffee, there is Miyajima Brewery, where they have Miyajima Craft Beer and Miyajima Oysters in、uh, many different places, but also in the Miyajima Beer Brewery shop. They also serve、uh, nice oysters with a view of the bay around. Here is the little tea shop next to the pagoda that I mentioned and、uh, eating Zenzai. The hot sweet bean azuki mochi soup. There, this is one of my favorite places. And I'll leave you with this little sweet tip. <laughs> ah, I love Miyajima. I need to go back myself, especially since it is state of emergency. But since I am so near, I should go at least once a month. And if I do go、uh, sometime soon, I'll make sure and do a live video and take more recent photos to be able to share with you. Thank you so much for joining.、Uh, we had Kim Sing Sim from Facebook. Thanks for joining.、Uh, what time did you hear the monks chant? Good question. I was on my way up to Misen, to Mount Misen, doing the hiking path, which is right next to Daishuin Temple. And I heard the monks chanting, like I was saying before. And I think it was, it must have been early morning because climbing up to Mount Misen takes me a long time, takes me almost two hours. So usually I do my slow hike up, taking snacks. Having lots of breaks along the way because there's lots of stairs. And、uh, then take the cable car down. So that's another option. If you go to Mount Misen, you don't have to walk up both ways. You can either walk up, take the cable car down, which I do to save my knees, or you can do cable car up and down. And you still have a bit of walking to do to get to the cable car station. Um, so it must have been, Kim Singh, it must have been about 9 a.m., I would say, when I heard the chanting. So I think they do、uh, chanting at different times of day, but I'm pretty sure it was in the morning. Hi, Donna. Would love to visit Miyajima again. I know everybody is craving 
beautiful places like this to travel to right now. The small statues are really charming. Yes, they are. I took the ferry to the mainland to buy dinner, you said. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Uh, it takes an hour by train getting in and out of the city. So uh, just keep that in mind if you are staying on the island. Have a big meal in Hiroshima City and then go over to the island or plan ahead. Book a meal uh, at your hotel or... Uh, find out when the restaurants around your hotel are going to close and make sure you get in for last orders um, before they close down. Oh, thanks there for joining. Yeah. Isn't that a wonderful secret about the Thousand Mat Pavilion? I love the secret Hyotans. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Um, yeah, I learned that from you. I think that's a wonderful Easter egg to add. Um, if you're at the Thousand Mat Pavilion, look on the floor for where the wood has been remodeled and uh, repaired, and you can see the famous magical Hyotan shape as well. Thank you, everybody, for joining. It's been wonderful to share one of my favorite places in my hometown of Hiroshima, Miyajima Island. It doesn't really need introduction because most people have it on their list of places they want to go, but hopefully I've encouraged you to try to get there earlier and to stay later. And if you can, stay over on the island to really take in the magical, quiet of natural Miyajima. It's a very special place. Thanks for joining guys. Have a great day. Take care. See you next time. <laughs>